Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, a show where we make up a movie really fast for you based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am your moderator today, and my name is Jacob Gulliver. And as always, I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite. We have our writer today, James Fairbairn, who is the hair texture animator on Pixar's Brave. Mm-hmm. We have our director, Ben Lifson, who is Christopher Lloyd's hairstylist on Back to the Future. I'm noticing a theme. And we have Kyle Decker, who is Bob Hoskins' personal chef, as our producer today. Was Bob Hoskins' personal chef? Yeah, May there was Harris and Peace. Well, now it's uh. the Hoskins family's personal <laughs> chef. But, you know. Anyways, all right. Here is your prompt for today. The theme of this story is allegorical horror. The main character is an energetic secretary, mm-hmm. and the major event of the story is infiltration. And that's that really meshes well with. My particular interests, uh, I grew up reading Aesop's fables and reading moral tales, and uh, I, I really like sort of the, as someone who uh, has spent a lot of time in the Bible Belt, I, I wanted to write a film that everyone could enjoy. So I'm actually just going to take some stories from my childhood and, and mash them together into a movie. I think this is going to do very well with, you know, the Red States. So I think where we're going to start is I want this secretary to be naive and innocent coming in. That energy comes from being eager to please. This is her first job as a secretary. She's actually going to be learning from an existing secretary who is going to act as her mentor. And he, her mentor, is not naive and is very aware of what's going on at the place where she's been hired. And that is uh, that they are rendering human bodies to make candles from the fat. So I think what I would like is for there also to be sort of a supernatural element. These candles are being used for evil as well. So, and I, we don't really have to specify what kind of evil, just, you know, evil stuff. The kind of things that people worried about when their kids were playing Dungeons and Dragons. I know there's nothing wrong with Dungeons and Dragons purportedly, but... Uh, but the Red States certainly but yeah, think there is. But sure, yeah, exactly. So the things that those moms conjure up in their minds and the, the dads conjure up in their minds. So the whole point of the story is going to be this secretary finding out what she's actually involved in and then escaping just in time where the existing secretary, her mentor, does not and dies a horrible death. And and that's going to show the punishment of continuing to be involved with something as evil as uh, rendering people into, into candles and using them for, you know, again, the satanic panic idea of what is evil. All right. Do you have a title for this film? Maybe like Strike a Match. All right. So we're going to pass it over to our director, Ben. Mm-hmm. Ben, you receive this beautiful hand-tooled candle. It's just huge and it smells amazing. And as you burn it down inside, there's a tiny skeleton holding a flash drive. Yeah. And on that flash drive, there is a script. 
So, what do you think? Is this something well, you can make into a movie? Well, first off, though you the script was 120 pages, uh, when I removed all of the tangents you went in the scene description where you explained how it reminded you of when you were eight years old and looking out at the meadow, but not give any context for me about what that was like at all, just, just sort of on a tangent. Uh, when I took those parts out, the script was about 25 pages long. Mm-hmm. So I've had to expand in a few areas. So uh, first off, you know, you want to get them uh, Marvel people before they're in Marvel, because once they're in it, then they, you have to pay more, but they're not there yet. So we get uh, Brie Larson. And, you know, for the mentor, you know, let's have some IRL, you know, relationships. So let's get her husband, uh, Alex Greenwald, to be the uh, mentor, more known for singing then, but I think just their you know natural chemistry, IRL, as the kids say, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Melins and uh, other and, people. And singing is just acting to music. So right, that, exactly. That's a great idea. Um, also, so once I really got to your script, though, I just, I just really liked how funny it was. I want to say so. I really Fun, just want to bring out the comedy. You know, just, just how sincere they were with some of that poetry. You know, and just like you know, obviously how terrible it was, and it's just terrible, and just it, it was so. It's so great because they there's such a sincerity to it. So you know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm really just gonna dig into sort of like the sarcasm and just like you know, this is gonna be like a little a silly thing. You know what I mean? Sarcasm. Like you know, just really poking fun at you know some of these big art films and kind of stuff. So um, yeah, you know, supernatural element in the script. You just kept saying supernatural element. So we're going to take uh, Baba Yaga, because that's a word that people like to say. And so uh, Baba Yaga is, you know, in the forest, and Baba Yaga is the secretary. And Baba Yaga doesn't like secretaries, because, you know, it's a it's a public domain thing. So maybe secretaries are... So Baba Yaga is just trying to thwart her growth as a character. And then maybe it turns out that Baba Yaga was actually in her heart and her doubt the whole time. That's very deep. And, you know, that's going to be the big joke at the end because you know it's just really goofy and yeah so i think we're gonna we can make a really fun movie with this oh uh sure yeah all right so kyle you've got a a pitch from your director ben here for strike the match kind of uh an ironically ham-fisted horror film with brie larson and uh her husband what do you think is this something the studio can make and uh, what kind of pitch are you throwing well if we're if we're going comedy i don't think brie larson works She's not. I look at Brie Larson. I don't see funny. Like I see, I see lots of things, but not funny. We need to, to, and we need a bigger cast. We're doing comedy. You know, comedies are great when it's just a lot of funny people doing funny stuff, right? Like that's what I'm all about. So Baba Yaga needs like a witch's apprentice. I think Baba Yaga. I want her to have some real like spunk. And so Baba Yaga is going to play by Wanda Sykes. And then uh, her assistant is going to be very uh, accident prone. We're going to real. I want. I want to see like Chevy Chase style slapstick in this. I want her like knocking over the entire like alchemy rack in Baba Yaga's hut and everything. And you know, you know who does slapstick better than any human being in the world right now? Melissa McCarthy. So Melissa McCarthy is going to be Baba Yaga's, aka Wanda Sykes' apprentice. And then, and then the people trying to stop him, like, we have that, right? I wasn't really paying attention to the plot. I was just, like, thinking of Melissa McCarthy, like, knocking over a bunch of jars well, gonna, of ice and newt I'm and thinking stuff. we'll have half of them improvise it anyway. Yeah. 
But I mean, we have so it's gonna be uh, Nick Kroll and Jason Manzukas as the the hunters trying to stop Baba Yaga because they I, I think they're gonna really clown it up and we'll put them in like Brothers Grimm costumes and all. We'll make it a period piece, but just make them a good yuck 'em ups fun. Sure, like oh, did you see the the first Dungeons and Dragons movie? I yeah, with, with one of the Wayans brothers. Let's, yeah, let's I can't do it remember. Like that. Yeah, that would be awesome because that movie by no means bombed or was terrible, right? Dungeons and Dragons is lit. It was the most successful Dungeons and Dragons movie of the three, yes. It was the moment we truly learned what Jeremy Irons was capable of. Who doesn't love Jeremy Irons? Can we get him in this movie? Sure, he can play the king. Okay. I, that's a great plan. Yeah, like I'm digging it. I want so much slapstick. I want kids like laughing about like dragon farts and stuff. Like, Can we have a dragon fart? Whatever you want, sir. Can we insinuate someone has sex with a unicorn's horn, like, off screen? It could be a male or female character. I don't care. If that's a studio mandate, then yes. I Yeah, I want, unic- I want to insinuate unicorn sex with a human for no personal reasons, and I want the full 17-minute cut delivered to my office. We only need to use, like, three minutes of the movie. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, uh, we'll give it. I want the special effects to be good because I want that unicorn horn to just... Uh, 80 million. All right. So, James, you've got quite a lot of changes from the studio, but they're they're throwing some money behind it. Mm-hmm. It's now much more of like a slapstick kind of parody horror thing. <laughs> Is this working for you? And what, what's, what comes next? Uh, yeah, that's totally what I meant the whole time was to make fun of things. And... So, yeah, I agree. I think dragon farts and unicorn sex, sure. Let's. Uh, but not with a penis, with a horn. Right, 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 right. The producer has said that he would like to see, you know, kids laughing in the movie theater. And obviously, we can't show a dick in a movie that kids are going to be. But like PG 13 ish, what we can do is give the unicorn two horns, if you know what I mean. I mean, even though that's not. That's exactly what unicorn doesn't mean. I think I think the second horn is, you know, and it's suggesting it's for sex thing. It's for sex. That it's sex. Okay, so this is just great. I, I would really like to write in some very deep character development for Baba Yaga as well. And and I, I want Baba Yaga to end up having to what I'm doing is I'm just writing it so that Baba Yaga has to hand the reins over to the chicken leg shack that they live in to the Melissa McCarthy character at the end. Maybe that's when everything goes wrong for the mentor secretary for this guy. And uh, let's see, I think I want more bodily fluids. Like, I'm going to write in so many diarrhea jokes. Maybe that's where the unicorn sex... Yeah, this is where the unicorn sex comes in. It's going to stop the diarrhea. That's the cure for diarrhea, is that uh, her mentor has diarrhea, and uh, he has, uh, for some reason... Yeah, 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 definitely. Has sex with a, a unicorn's horn to stop his explosive farts and, like, wet diarrhea. This is This is perfect. This is exactly what I... Had in mind. I do want to. I wanted. I've been thinking about it really hard, and I would like to change the title. I I want it to be um, "Burning the Candle at Both Ends" is the new title that I'd like to suggest. I just. I feel like this is all coming together. This is a dream come true. All right. So Ben, you've got some changes back from the studio. Uh Your your writers added in a lot of like fart jokes and sex jokes to to comply with that. What do you think? Well, first, I just want to compliment our writer, and I'm just. I'm just so glad that we're still making a movie that represented your childhood and growing up and 
because I know I cut so much of the description of you explaining how important this film was for you and about you growing up and just that we can represent your youth in this film. And I am going to fight hard to dedicate this to you and even say based on the adventures of you. So um, with that being said, so I haven't told any of the other actors about the unicorn scene um, that apparently I have to pay them more if they're in such a film. But fortunately, since this 17-minute cut's only being made for one... I mean, we're just using a few minutes in the movie. Um, first, we tried CGI with the unicorn, but no, it didn't work. So we got a horse, and we got the prop, both of them. Capital T. Yeah. Capital P. The glue didn't really work, so we really had to jam it in there. I just want to just tell our producer we can't have the no animals were harmed in the making of this movie disclaimer. I don't think anyone reads that anyway, so we'll be fine. So yeah, no, I think uh, character development for Baba Yaga is really good. Um, I really want to get into why Baba Yaga hates secretaries. You know, at first it's just like Baba Yaga just hates everyone because I assume that's what Baba Yaga does. I mean, Mm. I could look up actual myths, but you know, whatever. It's not like... Anyone will care. Um, so it seems like we're we're writing our own myth. Right, exactly. So, yeah. You know, they said Bobby Yaga and John Wick, and so John Wick can also be a shooter guy. So you know, it, it's flexible. The myth is flexible. But yeah, no. At first, they just think like Bobby Yaga. That's the assistant. You're being more mean to the secretary than usual. Whoop! I slipped. And Bobby Yaga will be all like, "No, I hate secretaries so much because." When I was young, I went to a secretary in Demon World, which is where Baba Yaga's live, and she lost my paperwork. You know, uh, this is just kind of what I'm pitching towards the... Um, like Baba Yaga lost her family because of this yeah, exactly. paperwork shuffling. Yeah. And so through the film, she sees that, oh no, this is a really good secretary. And our secretary actually fills out and files the paperwork for Baba Yaga, allowing Baba Yaga to finally disappear after 600 years being at peace that the form has been filed it's going to be hilarious yeah my sides hurt already all right so kyle you've got some detailed feedback you've got some gratuitous boning with a unicorn horn what do you think is this film turning out the way you'd like and what needs to change before it goes it's not gratuitous it's tasteful um, I, I just got back. I had to have a hernia fixed. First cousin's movie, I laughed so hard. I literally busted a gut. Literally busted a gut. The diarrhea scene, it's so close to being perfect. What mm. I think we need... You, you watch Deadpool 2, right? You remember the scene where they had the full-on choir singing holy shit balls? We need a full-on choir singing a Latin version of the diarrhea song. That I, needs to be in the soundtrack. That can only class things up. I know. I, I don't know the Latin version. Maybe we can throw some English in there. Zeus, like, but have this sweeping I've got choral Google music. Translate. We can, yeah. Well, we can do. do we should maybe get an actual Latin expert because I'm pretty sure Google Translate has problems. Not like this movie is perfect though; it has no problems. We're just trying to refine it. We're trying to class up the diarrhea song. That's really all. Our ultimate mission of this film is to class up the diarrhea song. Like we are high concept, lowbrow. That's what we're doing here. Like, we want people to realize we're making the most elaborate poop joke ever. That's what this is. 
And, you know, there's hints. Like, why else would you cast Melissa McCarthy unless to make a lazy poop joke? Except this isn't lazy because we're going to have a whole fucking Irish choir. And it's going to be amazing. And we're going to market fantasy, quote unquote, whoopee cushions with movie images and everything. Like, we'll work with theaters to have fart and watch where people can help make the fart sounds. There'll be like a little cue on the screen when oh, to have your scratch and sniff. Yeah. Like to tell you when to help everyone in the theater, help make the fart sounds. Yeah. So just be a whole theater of people making fart noises on certain cues of the screen. It'll be interactive filmmaking with farts. It's, it's going to take fart humor to the next level. And then we'll, we'll sell singles. We'll, we'll make a whole, well, that choir mm-hmm. will make every dirty song ever. Like classic dirty songs. We'll do an album that'll help promote it. And we'll, that'll make a shit ton of money too. Uh, yeah. yeah, it can be just like chant, but uh, we'll make it uh, like shart. We'll use yeah. the same font. Oh. That's uh, such a good idea. I love it. Number two, but there's only the one, but it's also a poop joke. That's it. That's all I got. All right, so I'm going to put burning the candle at both ends into the movie machine here and pull the lever, which you guessed it, sounds like a big wet fart. <laughs> So, the movie comes back. Uh, sure it this, does. Uh, I never thought about it in that context, but thank you. Yeah, this movie does okay. Be- people enjoy it. Some of the gimmicky stuff sells. It does find it's vaguely, vaguely popular. There's a few cult following folks who really like it. The weirdest thing that happens out of this is that Danny McBride shows up to the studio and is, like, hammering on the door. And apparently he'd been working on a script for Your Highness 2 that was stunningly similar to this script. And he felt like somebody was stealing from him. But you're able to you know, prove it right away that you, mm-hmm. this was an original idea. And it was your, your own fart jokes that all of our original design. So he just throws a shit fit for a while and then nobody cares anymore. And then you, you also end up with a line of unicorn horn dildos that get very popular. So... Your biggest lasting legacy is the the unicorn horn dildos. Again, having grown up in the Bible Belt, that is everything that I could have dreamed of. Right. So that said, the movie machine is magic, and you do have a little bit of time that you can use to go back. It's not magic, it's science. Clark's third law, yo. Well, I mean, it can be both. No, it can't. Any science sufficiently advanced no. is distinguishable from Continue. magic. I mean, the movie machine does have, like, a real beating heart, though, underneath all the gears. Like an orphan heart? Shit, I wasn't supposed to say that. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, uh, you, you all have a couple minutes to go back and make any last-minute changes or, uh, you know, just call it art. That's fine, too. So beginning with our writer, James. I mean, I am tempted to just call it art and then put an F in front of it, but I think... What I would like to do is to add more slapstick comedy, like Three Stooges style. I mean, we've got Melissa McCarthy, who is a physical comedy genius. And I I just think, like, adding in some pie throwing, uh, like a food fight would be perfect in the Baba Yaga cafeteria. Feast hall. We're doing a fantasy. Feast hall. Feast hall, yes. Baba Yaga. Banquet hall. Of the chicken leg shack. Ooh, and we can animate it. Oh, I have so many ideas. Yeah. I I think because I've I've been doing a little bit of research, uh, again, like midway through writing this, I think that we should make allusions to the Baba Yaga myths just so that people know that we're aware of it and that we're choosing to ignore it and go with like a a chicken leg shack that they order their food from (laughs) would be perfect just so that you know people don't think that we're 
we're ignorant of the myths that we are choosing to write our own. So yeah, that, uh, those are the changes that I would make. Food fight, more slapstick, and chicken leg shack. All right, Ben, over to you. Uh-huh. What do you think? Well, I think I, I'm liking where we're going, but I think in retrospect, we've moved a little away from the uh, art film crowd that I think we were <laughs> trying to hit near the beginning. By how many standard deviations? So, so I'm thinking just one little thing so we can hit both crowds is I think that, you know, and, you know, I spent so much of the budget just on that scene anyway, just for one person to greatly enjoy. And you know what? Let's just put it in there. You know, that's going it, to, it's very tasteful. It'll, people at art films will, will eat it up. Definitely is a taste. Right, exactly. You know, we'll, we'll get an, another branch of the audience in there. And, you know, I mean, that could even just, if we get a sequel, that could even become a thing. You know, like, okay, we have, we did unicorns, you know, what's next? Minotaur. Yeah, the Minotaur. What kind, what kind of stuff can like you, a, well, Danny McBride's going to chase you down if you do a Minotaur <laughs> penis bit. <laughs> there are other parts of him that's literally in your highness oh mind. a chimera <laughs> yeah you feel we'll do a beholder we'll show what a beholder dick yeah. looks like but anyway yeah no um so i'm gonna do that i think that and you know we're gonna submit this to sundance and south by southwest hmm. and you know i'll even pay for that you know because this is this is really an important film i think i would already like to start on the sequel uh with you guys all right, so to pass it over to our producer, Kyle, any last-minute changes? See, uh, I think the director, is his heart is in the right place to try and get a new crowd, but his strategy is all jacked up. We're not going for the art house people. We're going for the perverts. So we're not going to put the full 17 Aren't they the same thing? Am I right, scene? guys? <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to put the full 17-minute unicorn cut. That's, that's for me. Oh, the unicorn is uncut. Yeah, well, yeah. So we're, we're, we'll put a we'll extend the cut. We'll make it a little raunchier. We're gonna we're still gonna go for wide release. We're gonna heavily market at AVN and furry conventions. I think furries will be into this. We're definitely gonna double down, and with AVN, we're gonna launch the whole sex toy line. The company that makes the Dragon Dongs. We're gonna work with them. They're the very the Bad the, Dragon. Bad Dragon. I don't yeah. know that for any particular um, reason. And they make the ones that actually can splooge, like they have little pumps inside them. Mm-hmm. And we're going to help them develop a new glitter-infused semen-like lubricant. And we're going to call it splooge magic because it'll glow in the dark and have glitter. But it'll be the same stuff we use in the movie from the unicorn Yeah, that horn. sounds safe to inject uh, into yourself. Glow in the dark. Yeah, it's biodegradable glitter. It totally is. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll lean into that. I mean, people like the unicorn that Deadpool masturbated with. I mean, it, it's not really that different. Um, we're going to lean into that crowd. Yeah, I like it. All right. So I'm going to plug this back into the movie machine. And- oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess the title's okay. doesn't really insinuate how raunchy this is, but it's okay. Do you want to change it? The Rule of Magic number two. No, that's magic. terrible. Wax off. How about Shart? Might Just be a like the album. on the nose. Hmm. How about on the horn? So burning the candle oh, oh. both ends. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. So uh, <laughs> nothing really changes. The perverts like this. That's fine. I do about the same. And as always, we are going to end our episode with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. Say no to the chips. Goodbye, everyone. That was a special show. Sorry, you know, shit all